0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet, and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, last night uh, when I went to bed, my plan was to wake up this morning and celebrate just the normal Wednesday Mass of the 32nd Week in Ordinary Time. I had some thoughts together based on the Gospel, and but then I I got up early this morning and I was just you know perusing some articles. I read this. I came across this article, or maybe this article came across me. I don't know. I came across this article that was talking about. It was essentially the thesis. of The article is that faith makes one narrow-minded. Faith makes one narrow-minded. I'm not going to get into the, the details of the article, but that's essentially what it was putting out, that the more religious you are, the more religious your life is, the more narrow-minded, closed-minded, antiquated your thinking is, your view on the world. And uh, that that made me angry, reading that this morning. So I decided we're going to, uh, we're going to celebrate the feast day of St. Albert the Great, which providentially, I can't think of anybody whose life repudiates that thought more than Albert the Great. Albert the Great, 13th century, 13th century Dominican priest and bishop who was the original Sid the Science Kid. For those of you who have kids and grandkids who watch Sid the Science Kid, Sid the Science Kid, he wants to know everything about everything. That was Saint Albert the Great. Albertus Magnus, right? Albert the Great. Saint Albert the Great, his mind was so wildly open to the truth he wanted to understand wherever there, tr- wherever truth was found he wanted to know it and he wanted to consume it right G.K. Chesterton he once famously said that the mind is meant to be yes the mind is meant to be open but it's meant to close down on something solid don't keep your mind so open that it never closes down on something solid he closed his mouth down on something solid wherever he found it One of the most incredible examples of this is that right around this time when he was um, earning his, his, essentially a master's degree from, I think it was University of Paris, um, the Aristotelian philosophy had just made its way over to Europe through Muslim scholars, right? So there was big controversy in the church around this time. Like, should Christians, should Catholics even be reading this stuff that Muslims have brought over to us, right? Muslims brought it over to us. Albert said, I'm going to read it, right? He studied this Aristotelian philosophy, the thinking of Aristotle and Socrates and Plato and all of them, and he synthesized it in his mind, and it was his, presentation, his synthesis of Aristotelian philosophy as he presented it to his great student, Thomas Aquinas, that literally changed the world, right? There was big controversy. Should the church contemplate this stuff from Muslim scholars? Uh, Yeah, yes we should. You know why? Because Aristotelian philosophy, as Thomas Aquinas gave expression to it, forms the philosophical underpinning of basically our theological vision of the world, right? We needed an Albert the Great to accept this Aristotelian philosophy, to give it to Thomas Aquinas, and that literally has changed the shape of the world. It's literally changed the shape of the world. One of the most amazing things about Albert the Great, again, this repudiation of religion makes you narrow-minded. I love this fact. He, in, he endeavored to write a compendium. Imagine trying to do this, or imagine getting inspired to do this. A compendium of all knowledge that was known at the, at the, at, at the, of the day, right? All knowledge of natural science, logic, rhetoric, mathematics, astronomy, ethics, economics, politics, and metaphysics. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to write everything that we know about all those things, right? It took him 20 years to complete. And he said afterwards, when someone asked, why did you do this? He said, our intention is to make all the aforesaid parts of knowledge intelligible. Intelligible. He wanted to make it illuminated. He wanted people to understand. He wanted people to understand. So I just wanted to preach a little bit about Albert the Great here this morning because that article really got under my skin. That as Catholics, we stand squarely in the, the most intellectually sophisticated tradition that humanity has really ever seen. Right? We are like the basis of the university system, the hospital system, modern medicine, modern science, like all of it, all of it owes its intellectual patrimony to the church. To the church. So we call upon St. Albert the Great and his great student Thomas Aquinas to pray for us today. Amen.